Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. Now I know, I'm almost 100% sure, when I said rely on government, half of the listeners of Marcus Sahaba cringe to say, <laughs> if we're relying on government, we have uh, little to no hope in this country. Well, there's always hope, but uh, there's something that's been very disturbing. Now, there's been a lot of criticism of how the South African government handled the coronavirus, right? That's number one. But number two is how is it going to handle things in the future? And it starts to make you worry because uh, we've spoken about this at length. And I think what disturbed me uh, is when we're doing a news report, we're doing a news report not too long ago regarding these... um, uh, regarding these amendments to the health bill. And we it's on our website. You can still go to our website, uh, still fill in your form. It has been extended. But only 200,000 South Africans, only to, not even close to 200,000 South Africans responded or voiced their objection. I was shocked. I was absolutely, I was a bit disappointed, to be honest. But uh, I just feel that South Africa is trampling upon our rights. South Africa is, it's, 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 are are we actually listening to the experts? But right now, I think it's something we need to ask. uh, And this organization who's always standing up there, always defending the right of South Africans. They had to get them on the line and speak about this. We're going to be speaking to Jacques uh, Prudrake of AfriForum. Jacques, good afternoon and thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for the invitation. Jacques, I have to say this. Uh, when it comes to you and AfriForum in general, do you guys not dream of this day where the South African government would just get everything together, just get everything sorted so the every forum team can rest for a day and say, okay, things aren't so bad now. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I, I suppose we, we, we can all dream. Um, we can all hope for the best, but <laughs> unfortunately, the reality has uh, shown us that not to expect uh, too much from this government, unfortunately. Well, uh, it's it's hard talk, but it's the truth. Uh, you know, uh, Jackson, uh, there's something that I think it's I'm, I'm finding very disturbing about this uh, amendments to the health. Well, now we've seen South Africa come out of a state of disaster, which I think was poorly managed, which I, I personally think was way too long. The rest of the world is starting to move on. South Africa, it feels like everybody's starting to run and we're still crawling out of this. And, um, you know, uh, are we safe in the hands of the South African government making these big decisions for us? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very pertinent question. And unfortunately, um, my personal answer to that is, is no, we're definitely not safe. I think something that, that, that um, should, one of the first things that should be very concerning is that we've seen more than one of the government's own uh, scientific and medical advisors who served on the Coronavirus Command Council come forward and uh, tell reporters, listen, government simply is not listening to us. We're advising them not to do this, and then they go ahead and they do it. They're simply just doing what they want to. You know, and if you, if you bear in mind that there was a time under the, um, the state of disaster that you weren't allowed to buy cooked food or wear open-toe shoes, you know, the most ridiculous things that you can possibly imagine, um, then it's very concerning that government has the, has the power to make the decisions that they're making because they certainly uh, don't have the ability to make those decisions. Well, definitely. And, and, and uh, Jacques, I just feel like uh, now it's becoming more political games than anything else. 
coronavirus has taken a backseat. All of this has uh, sort of um, has sort of taken a backseat. But what's concerning to me is the direction in which government is heading. Now, we've seen um, that, uh, you know, we all thought we we're going to be moving away from, we all, we all expected to be moving away from uh, face masks not too long ago. Uh, some of these uh, conditions have been kept. But uh, that bill, that health bill, which uh, is giving government the, uh, or government is seeking permission to take away our rights, enforcing medication, uh, surveillance, police coming into your place, taking you away. And I just, I'm, I'm afraid that this is heading into a certain direction, which is slowly, slowly wiping away the freedoms of South Africans. You're absolutely correct. It's it's um, it's 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 horrifying, and it's it's almost it's it's hard to believe uh, that in a country like South Africa that's been lauded all over the world for being one of the mo- the best democracies in the world and having one of the best constitutions in the world, we now have a government who are actually considering things that look like it comes from a, a, a movie. You know, it's some some weird dystopian novel. Um, and I think that's an important point that you also raised there, that people shouldn't forget that those those laws, even though they haven't been gazetted now, so the, the regulations like government forcing people into quarantine camps or forcing medical treatments on them, those haven't been gazetted, but mm-hmm. they are still in the pipeline. Um, and it's still open for comments. So even though they didn't push them through now, they, it's, it's still not, it's still, we're still not, they haven't cleared that hurdle. Um, and it's terrifying. And I think the, the big question we need to be asking is why government would want to do that? We clearly see that uh, COVID-19 at the moment is not, it's a, our hospitals aren't overwhelmed. Um, you know, there's no disaster at the moment. So why on earth would you want to implement these uh, way out, way out outrageous uh, regulations? Is it more, is it more about Maintaining is it more about power than it is actually uh, caring for the citizens' well-being? Well, I think if we just look at the African National Congress government's uh, track record, then I think the answer to that is, is yes. It's definitely about power, and it's about ways of abusing that power. We've seen how um, under emergency procurement, which was enabled by the state of disaster, um, how many millions of rands were squandered on illegitimate medical contracts and health contracts. Uh, we saw them the previous minutes of health also directly being being um, caught up in that. So it, I, I definitely think it's nothing that this government does is for uh, the best of its own citizens. It's either to maintain its power, to expand its power, or to make money somehow. Um, and and that, I'm not saying that just, just to be cynical. I'm saying that because of their own track record and uh, looking at, at, at their own performance history. Well, definitely, and I, I want to get I want to get a bit uh, uh, I think informal here because uh, let's admit it. You know, when government came up, uh, when we seen the money allocated uh, for all of this uh, personal protective equipment, and then it was it was said on all the coffee tables, it was said at all uh, you know all the gatherings. Here we go, another opportunity for government to steal funds. Everybody called it out, and still. Funds went missing. Funds went missing. And I, I, I can't fathom how it is that average man on the street could know funds are going to go missing. But still, it happened. And government officials, government officials didn't even bat an eyelid or it just, it just went under their noses. And, um, you know, this is extremely inadequate by government. And now, taking this huge risk in, uh, as far as uh, uh, making these uh, these bold claims and also uh, laying down these laws, which I just feel have no basis, we, we, we seem to be... I, I, I don't know how do we come out of this. How do we come out of this, Chuck? 
Yeah, it's it's difficult, you know, and it's 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 infuriating because one one almost feels like you want to say to these politicians, listen, you can't even abide by the basic laws and not kill you and just keep your hand out of the cookie jar. And now you want to enforce more strict laws on South African citizens who are paying your salaries, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it really is infuriating. Um, but in the same token, I don't think people should lose hope. Um, there are many, many people and many organizations who are still fighting the good fight, mm-hmm, still trying definitely. to keep these guys on their toes. And uh, we just need to keep on doing that. And I think it's it's important, the more these things get exposed, the more fed up people will eventually become. Um, it cannot continue like this forever. You know, the ANC may have had a good run, but it's, it's simply, if you, if you look at history, uh, no one, no one, no one, no crooks ever, ever stay in power as long as they, as, as they want to, you know. So it's, it's a matter of time before things will change as long as we keep on fighting the good fight. Well, definitely, and I have to agree with you on that one. I think, and I think this is uh, brings me back to this point, which which sparked us uh, the the scheduling of this interview in the first place. You know, our sort of uh, the the news team here at Merkasaba, we looked at the numbers, and we were we were pushing this. We were saying South Africans have your say. We cannot be reactive. This is what South Africans are. We are very reactive. Something will happen, then we say, ah, no. But now, uh, as far as this bill is concerned, as far as this this proposal is concerned, waiting for public comment. I was shocked last week. Uh, it was uh, it was in a high 200,000s and I was just being updated by my production team that more than 310,000 public comments uh, were given. But I just feel like with, with the urgency of this, are us as South Africans not taking this serious enough? Are we in for a shock? I think I first need to say I highly dispute those numbers um, because I, I know that just between Afriforum and Dear, Dear South Africa, we submitted more than 310,000 pub, individual public comments. That's just our two organizations. Mm-hmm. That's not every other political party and other uh, other NGO that also ran campaigns against this. So I sincerely doubt um, that, that is, those are the true numbers. I don't think government really bothered to look at the comments at all. And I don't think they have any idea how many comments were really submitted. Because first they came out, they said, I think, 15,000. And then we took them on about that in the media. And we said, these guys are, are talking nonsense because we submitted more than 300,000 to WNDSA, and then they changed their number to 310,000. So I, I, I honestly think um, it was just a farce. One gets the impression that they decided that they were going to implement these regulations come hell or high water, and um, the public participation process was just to, to create the impression that they care what the South African public feels. But I honestly don't think they, they, they bothered to look at any of those comments. If they did, they would have seen that more than 95% of those 310,000 comments submitted Mm-hmm. between us and the South Africa outrightly rejected these regulations. Um, so I think uh, don't think they paid any heed to that. Well, uh, that's quite interesting to know. I'm hoping we have much more numbers. We've been pushing it. There's a template on the Merka Sahaba website also. Template is there. Email addresses are there. I'm hoping we have more listeners. We have more people who participate in actively participate in this. Now, Afri Forum, you, you guys have been fighting a lot of fights, uh, a lot of the good fights in South Africa. And uh, you guys are now uh, launching a court application challenging government's regulations uh, after the end of the state of disaster. So which regulations exactly are you guys challenging in court? We're challenging the ones that the, all of the regulations that were published um, earlier were, was uh, this week um, that they pushed through late late at night. So it's all the continued mask mandates, the continued restrictions on gatherings, um, all of those regulations that were published, we will be challenging in court. 
don't think it's valid at all, and we also don't think that the correct processes were followed to implement those regulations. Well, definitely, Jack, uh, and I and I really do wish you guys all the best. Always uh, keeping an eye on what's happening in South Africa. You and a few organisations, I must say, flying the flying the flag of South Africans uh, high uh, currently, and we wish you all the best uh, in uh, your court date. Much appreciated. Thank you very much, Jack. Thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. Good afternoon. Yes, you know what, dear listeners of Merkasa, we're not. I, I just feel like we're not being participant enough in this. These acts, these regulations, are going to encroach on our freedoms. It makes me feel like it's going to be China. How we've been following China, how we, they've been hel- uh, uh, handling this inverted commas COVID situation, which I think is absolutely extreme. Now, government, South African government, literally looks like they want to go along these lines. And it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking for South Africa. And like Jacques said, like, you know, we look at South Africa as a beacon of uh, freedom or we look at the South Africa as a beacon of democracy. But what on earth is happening to the democracy here if this bill is passed? We are in a lot of trouble, South Africans. We are in a lot of trouble. So I think we have to continue. Speak to your friends, speak to your family. Visit www.merkasahaba.com. Inshallah, we have this uh, on our website. You can just uh, click. It's uh, it's on the front page, Opinions and Article. In big, bold capital letters, Objections Against the Health Amendments. Your letter is there. You just need to fill in your name. And uh, the, the email addresses are there forwarded to these email addresses, but we have to, as South Africans, we cannot afford to be reactive on this one. We cannot to be afford to be reactive. Uh, and, uh, you know, if this goes through, I wonder, I wonder if South Africa is going to go into anarchy one day. You just wonder, you know, uh, my late father used to always say, he says, Yusuf, you know, if South Africa continues in this downward spiral, the people can only take so much. The people can only take so much. One day there is going to be a revolt. One day there is going to be a revolt. But there are organizations trying to uh, win this politically. There are tra- organizations trying to uh, serve South Africans politically where government is failing. And uh, we really need to play our part as well. We can't leave it in their hands. We really can't. So uh, let us be proactive as well. As far as this is concerned, I'm extremely, uh, I, 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 I was going to say stressed for lack of a better word, but um it's troubling to see uh, that uh, we're not getting a lot of power. I was hoping to see millions of people message us, so millions of people email government. Government must be overwhelmed. Well, that's if they even open these letters. But we must have on record the amount of people who showed opposition to this. We're going to go for a break, inshallah. And after that, we're going to look at international news before we head over to uh, the Nasiha for today. <laughs> 